Hey everyone, welcome back to Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tiffany. And today is our first discussion on the next Oprah book. It's uh, Anna Karenina, and we're covering parts one and two today. So, I think, first of all, Tiffany, what are your thoughts so far? I like it better than the first two books that we've read. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying the characters. There are, there are some parts that I'm like, it's a little slow. Um, mm -hmm. but there are characters that I like, there are characters I dislike, and, um, I definitely find it more entertaining than the other two books that we read, so. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. I have, I have high hopes for the, the rest of it, parts three through eight. Um, do you have a favorite character so far? Um, I mean, I really actually like Anna. You do? Yeah, I actually really like her. Um. I think, like, closer to the end of part two, she started to become a little, like, annoying-ish, but I liked her character from the beginning. Um, and I also liked, we don't see her a lot, except for, like, in the beginning of part one, but Dolly. Yeah, I like Dolly a lot. But, yeah, those are probably the two um, that I like. I like um, Kitty's dad, I think, the most. Prince Sherbatsky. Oh, she yeah. give a disclaimer that like we are gonna butcher these names. <laughs> I I I looked them up earlier on YouTube to kind of or just like the pronunciation videos to kind of yeah. get like an idea, and I was just like, oh, oh, my tongue doesn't move that way <laughs> to no. pronounce that word. Well, but um, but yeah, I think Kitty Kitty's dad. I think I do like Anna. So far, especially in the beginning, she seems like a very genuine character. She doesn't yeah. seem like she's caught up in a lot of high society nonsense. Yeah, even uh, though I think people make her out to be very high society and very proper and stuff like that. Yeah, I think like um, kind of going back to when uh, she's in Moscow and she goes to the ball and Kitty's expecting her to wear this like beautiful lilac gown and she shows up and you know like black with just like a little bit of pearls and stuff like oh. that it was so good it was so good yeah yeah um, also because it annoyed kitty i love that it annoyed kitty <laughs> i can't tell if i feel bad for kitty or not oh she's my least favorite character i can't stand oh her. really yeah i can't stand um, her. I, I just i don't really like i don't really like um steve all that much steve oblonsky anna's brother I don't he there's something very like like as genuine as Anna seems he seems the opposite of like very caught up in being a society man and well and it's funny because they're both in the same position they're both having <laughs> affairs right <laughs> yeah and it's how you look at those affairs um like with Anna I feel like she's genuinely in love with this oh, man yeah. Yeah. And she does not love her husband at all. But I feel like with Steve, is that what we're calling him, Steve? Steve, yeah. That's what I've been calling him. Okay. Um, he, I don't think he did it for love. I think it, he did it because he was a man and he had some temptations and he had an affair. When he even says that in the very beginning where he's like, like when I first started reading this, I was under the impression that Dolly was like, in her 60s because he kept talking about how like she had all these kids and she's gotten old now and blah blah yeah and then i i like googled and i'm like wait a minute dolly's probably at the 
oldest in her 40s. If yeah. that, I'm not even saying that. She's probably solidly in her mid 30s somewhere. <laughs> so I'm like, no, this guy's just a douche. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, but it's, yeah, and I think I think that's we don't see a lot of his story. Like at the beginning, I thought like, oh, the story's gonna revolve around him a lot because that's where we start out. Like we <laughs> we weren't even introduced to Anna. All of a sudden, he was like, oh, my sister Anna's coming. And I was like, isn't that the name of the book? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, who? I was like, so. I thought there was going to be more to that. Um, I think we just see like how Dolly kind of at first she seemed like very strong where she's like, I don't want to be with him. I don't want anything to do with this. But then I think Anna coming was like, if you like love him, see if you can like make this work kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turns out then she's going to have an affair. But I don't know. Um, how are you pronouncing the guy that she's having an affair with? Vronsky? Vronsky. Okay. Okay. And then, (laughs) like, I think the reason I don't like Kitty is, like, you can probably tell from the book that Levin is a really good guy. Yeah, so I was on the fence about him. Well, maybe... Maybe we should go through and do a synopsis. Okay, yeah. Because there are tons of characters. So it starts off with um, Stephen Oblonsky, Oblonsky, dear God, um, talking about how he had an affair and his wife found out. And so they're now, um, she's being very cold towards him. He's like, they're not, I, I kind of get the impression. I don't know as much about, you know, aristocracy as, I don't know, as anyone should. I don't really know. But it sounds almost like they each have their own private room and then they have a bedroom together. But she's sticking in in her room. He's sticking in his. They're like, she wants nothing to do with him. And his wife, his wife, Dolly. Um, And then so there's there's that subplot of kind of them getting back together, them talking to each other, reconciling, not so reconciling. Um, And then there's... um, uh, Steve's friend, Levin, who is in love with Dolly's youngest sister, Kitty. And he goes and proposes to Kitty. And Kitty, well, I think we can get into her a little bit more, too. She goes back and forth because she's like, hey, Levin's a great guy. He makes me happy. But I'm infatuated with Vronsky. Um, and then... Vronsky and Anna meet in Moscow and they subsequently tr- kind of fall in love and begin an affair separately. Yeah, like, kind of like a love at first sight. Because mm-hmm. they don't they cross paths like at the train station? Yeah, so they first meet on the train because she rode in with his mother from yeah. St. Petersburg. Um, and And this is kind of my thing this so their her arrival occurs after Levin proposes to Kitty and Kitty says no because she's in love or infatuated with Ronsky and then did you so then at the train they talk about there's this big commotion and there's a, a man threw himself in front of the train and committed suicide did you think that was Levin oh I did not I didn't think oh, that was I did oh. I was just like oh man <laughs> this guy no, I, this character's gone. And then they were like, oh, what about his wife and children? And I was like, oh, so it's just some unnamed character. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's funny that you thought that because I totally did not even go that way. 
Um, but yeah, I think, and you call him Levin. I called him Levin. Again, we don't know what's going on. It's, it is what it is. I think too, like, I think with like Vronsky and Levin, like, you think of like those like rom-coms where it's like the nerdy guy and the hot guy, right? Yeah, that's almost that's, exactly what it is. Yeah, and like the hot guy is the one that everybody wants, but in the end is the good guy, the nerdy guy. Not necessarily nerdy, but just like the good guy that treats you good. And you realize all along that's the one that you're supposed to be with, right? Yeah, and I think I think part two opens up with Kitty very depressed and heartbroken and um, seeing doctors and all this stuff and seeing a very weird doctor. Yeah, uh, like at first because I was like the, her illness and then they were like, Oh, she's heartbroken. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I was like, I think for me, is she realized, she realizes now that her dad was right. Like, Vronsky didn't love her. Like, he was just around for a good time. And then, like, Levin was the one that was really in love with her, wants to take care of her, wants to serve family, like, all the things that she wants out of life. Yeah. And she made the wrong choice. I think she's just depressed she made the wrong choice. Well, well, not even that she's depressed that she made the wrong choice, but I think she's also depressed realizing that Vronsky doesn't love her. Yeah. Like, just, like, even that, like, that he loves this Anna. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what the heck? Like, you're supposed to love me. You're supposed to choose me. I chose you. You're supposed to choose me. Yeah. Um, So I think there was also that. Because I feel like she still doesn't like Levin yet. See, I I think she does. I just don't think she... I don't think she's in love with his lifestyle. Like, she doesn't want to go live on a farm. She doesn't want to. I think, like, him as a person, she does. Like, she's very comfortable with him. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. But, um, yeah, and at first I didn't like him because of his attitude of, like, there's Kitty and then there's all these other women. And all these other women are despicable and gross and stuff like that. And Kitty's the only thing, like, you know, he put her up on a pedestal and it was just kind of like, I don't know, man, I don't, I don't like that. And then when, after she said no, and he went back and he was all, you know, upset about it. And then all of a sudden he was just like, eh, whatever. I got my farm. I'm happy. (laughs) Oh my God. Though that chapter where it was just about his farm. I was so bored. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we got to, I need some drama. I was like, you can't set me up. And then we get into a chapter about your farm. <laughs> the biggest drama was like, hey, that cow you like, you should give birth. Yeah. Also, like, you get a dog. She's like, oh, okay. Also, there's so many characters. And numerous characters go by similar names. Yes. Like, even with Steven, like, how they introduced him first, all of a sudden they're like, Oblonsky. And I was like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah. And I was like... Oh, that's the same guy. That's why when you um, you had texted me, like, I'm having a hard time keeping, <laughs> keeping all these characters straight. And I was like, well, my version of the book came yeah. with a list of characters. Thank God. Because even, like, this is what I took from it. I could easily be wrong. But, okay, so um, Anna's husband, like, Alexi, Alex, whatever. Mm-hmm. Is Alexi like a pronoun? Because I swear that they called somebody else that or later. Like the Alexi. Alexi's a name. So there's multiple people named that in the book? Um, Because there that name was by somebody else and it wasn't him. And I was confused. I don't so there's 
So, okay. So there's, there's Alexi, her husband, and then Vronsky, I think has the same name as well. And that's why they go by. Like his name's Alexi Vronsky? Yes. See, why were you doing that? And and I think this is, this is kind of where, um, like the the different translate because you and I are reading two different translated oh, versions. So like in my in my book, their name is Alexis, not Alexi, but it is Count Alexis Kirillich Vronsky, and then Alexis Alexandrovich Krenin is her husband. See, I'm telling you, I have flipped back and forth between this character list many many times. Isn't Karenin also the name of Levin? He, no, oh. he's he's Nicholas or Nikolai, yeah. whatever your version says. But I have Nicholas. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, and I should also note that um, the list that I sent you because I sent you pictures of it um, that was just for the part one characters. I have a different list for part two. <laughs> <laughs> I need to print out a list because I I was losing my mind. I was like, this is not. Because they, okay, if, I'm okay with you calling him Vronsky, but then don't call him by his other name later. Because I don't know who we're talking about at this point. That's why when I heard the Alexi, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a name, but why are they calling this guy that too? You're like, who? And I was like, this is weird. Yeah, I, um. I'm surprised, because I know for when you read Battle Royale, you let, you kept a list. Yeah, well, I I'm surprised you haven't had one for this one yet. I did. I did have a good list. I think the only reason I did that, though, is because Hillary, like, warned us about it. And so I was like, uh, yeah. And you kept, you kept crossing them off anytime one of them died. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert when one of them died. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I don't have to think about you anymore. Yeah, this is. I'll have to look at mine to see what they call, because it's definitely not Nicholas. Yeah, it's definitely not. And I think Vronsky, yeah, they're both called like Alexi or something. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I'll have to find a list online. Maybe I can find my translated version online or something, because my Kindle does not, unless it's at the back, which would not be smart. I don't think it is. Because remember, I had that version and it had some yeah. funkiness for my formatting. I don't know if it is like everybody's is like that or not, but I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. When going through. So. Um, so, part one is pretty much up to like after the ball, right? Like, the ball happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna lives in Petersburg, right? Yeah, so Anna, Anna and Vronsky live in St. Petersburg. Okay. And then in Moscow is Kitty, Stephen, and Dolly. Okay. Um, and then I, I wasn't quite sure. Like, I think Levin lives near Moscow, but out in the country side. Okay, because I was trying to, like, keep up with that. Because I couldn't tell, like, 
Because since they met at the train station, I couldn't tell where they if they lived in the same place or if one of them lived in Moscow or one of and one of them lived in St. Petersburg. Talking about Anna and Vronsky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's easier to have an affair if y'all live in the same place. Well, I know like um one like one way they kept like that indicated to me that they lived at least near each other was in the beginning when they were like, oh, you must have met him. And they're like, it sounds familiar. So, like, they must uh, have run in the same circles enough to know, like, okay. who each other are. So. Yeah. So then, to me, it's, her husband is very aware of this affair. Yeah, and I, he's kind of driving me insane where he's, like, it feels like a couple of times she's gone to him and and kind of looked for a way out. Looked for that jealousy of like, like, hey, I need you to confirm with me that this is of a concern to you. Um, as a way, like, I'm not saying it's necessarily healthy to show your love through jealousy, but I think she was looking for that response back of like, hey, people are interested in me and you're just acting like it's no big deal. And he's just like, jealousy is illogical. Uh, jealousy is. And he's not giving that back to her. Yeah, like it's like he doesn't care that she's having an affair. Do you think he doesn't care because he knows that she's not going to leave him? Um, like he no, has some control I think, over her? I, I don't think that. I think it has more to do with... Because I think if he... If he had that control over her, like, for example, when they're at the one party or get together and he's like, hey, we're leaving now. And she's like, no, I'm having supper here. And then he leaves. Mm-hmm. I think if he if he had a control over her, she'd be like, OK, we're leaving. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't think I think part of it is and I Googled kind of roughly like what their their age difference is supposed to be, because I know it says oh, yeah. like he's much older than her. But I was kind yeah. of wondering. What's that mean? Because I got confused kind of when they were talking about Kitty and Levin, where they were like, oh, when he graduated, you know, university, she was a child. And I was like, okay, was she like eight or was she like 16? Yeah. Those are two very different things. Very different, right? Um, and so, um, um, I, I Googled and they said that she's supposed to be around 28 and he's around 48. So he's about 20 years her senior. I think he yeah. just looks at it as like, that's children's stuff and I'm an adult. I could see that too. I did. Yeah. I read somewhere too, that they were 20 years apart. Um, like closer to the end, she was like, I love this man. Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, yeah. like she flat out told him. And he was just like, I, like, I just, I don't know. I think, I think if I were to meet him in real life, I'd be like, you're a dud of a person. It's, it's again, it's very different how he's reacting to how Dolly reacted, right? Yeah. Like they're both like very different polar opposites and how they're reacting to finding out their spouse is having an affair. Mm-hmm. And to me, Like, especially on Dolly's side, I would be more hurt if I was, like, if she's saying, I love this man. Like, with Dolly, her husband's like, I didn't love her. Like, that kind of thing. I think it was more, you know, the passion, the whatever. But with 
Anna, she's saying, I love this man. And her husband's like, okay. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> okay, cool. You're like, like, oh. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Um, yeah, he's definitely, I don't like him at all. He just, um, I've, I don't know, maybe, maybe parts three and four will get something different from him where it's kind of more things from his his point of view, his mindset, where he's, he talks about actually, actually feeling a certain way, but feeling like he can't show that. But I just kind of get the feeling that he's like, I don't know. I, I don't think he, I don't think he sees Anna as a wife. I think he sees her as like a means to end. Like I'm a society man. I need to marry. I need to have a kid. And my wife's going to take care of that kid. Like, I think he just sees her in a step of, things that he needs to do. Like it's his duty to be married and have like, have a wife and stuff instead of. Oh, love. Kinda... like, yeah, I definitely don't think they got married because they loved each other. No. Um, because like, um, Kitty's mom talks about how like, she doesn't understand marriage these days. Like, you know, there's, there's like the traditional love marriage and then the choice marriage and then kids these days just want something in between. And I think, I think it's like Anna may have passed off that this was a love marriage, but it certainly isn't one. I think, you know what? Actually, I just think, just thought of it. I think she's kind of, you know, like Kitty's jealous that Bronski only has eyes for Anna, basically. But I think Kitty should Kitty should be taking Anna's like marriage as a warning sign of I chose kind of the safe route, and I'm stuck in a marriage I don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. Like, like Anna should be a warning sign to Kitty to make the right choice. Yeah, and I think if Kitty were to marry Vronsky, if that were to end up happening, ten fifteen years down the line, it may very well be the same. Yeah, is what she's doing now. And that's what her mom wants. Her mom wants her to marry Vronsky, and her dad wants her to marry Levin, which is, yeah. And one of the reasons I think Kitty's dad is my favorite is because he has seemed to be the only character up to this point who has 100% read the room correctly. He was the oh, one yeah. who was like, Vronsky's not interested in you in that way. Like, he's here for a good time. Yeah. Um, you know, he's like... Um, this doctor that came in and said that he needs to examine you naked and you should feel no shame about it. Uh, he's a quack. I don't trust him. Like, he's the only one that seems to really no. see how things are. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a he's a good character, too. I like, I like him. Um, also, cut this out if this is a spoiler. I think we found out about it in part two. But that um Anna's pregnant yes okay I was like please tell me I got this right yes do you okay do you think that's gonna change how her husband feels knowing Uh, that she's pregnant with Vronsky it's gotta be Vronsky's I'm assuming I think it is Vronsky um I think I think it's gonna, I don't, I get the feeling that her husband isn't gonna be one to be like, you know what, this is, 
this could be a huge scandal. What we're going to do is we're just going to end things. We'll keep it quiet to, you know, like just quietly separate. You and Vronsky can go do your thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that impression from him. I sort of feel like even though he is, you know, oh, jealousy is illogical, blah, blah, blah. He kind of reminds me of the people that act like they don't care, but like he will do anything to slander Anna's name if she does leave him. Oh, absolutely. Just because it's, it's just because it's a bruised ego. It's not a, you know. Yeah. Like even though he didn't love her, his ego would be destroyed. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then while Kitty is like abroad, we meet. Um, oh no! I can't oh, think. That was the uh, the other the other reason I like Kitty's dad was. You know, she's like taken by what was that woman's name who was like, I'm invalid and stuck in a chair. And he was just like, No, she's not. That woman's crazy. And then, like, that woman turned out just to be crazy. Is it Madame Stahl? I think so, yeah. But, like, what's the girl's name that she's like infatuated with? Oh, it begins with a V, I think. Unless, again, you and I have two different <laughs> names. I know. I'm looking through my questions to see if that gets asked, and I'm like, not even seeing that. Is it Varenka? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Varenka. At the. I want to make sure that I like say the right name, you know, not some crazy one. What do you think is that relationship? I think. That relationship is kind of what Kitty wanted to be with Anna. Like, she wanted this high society friend or this, like, worldly friend. And then everything went down with Vronsky and Anna, and Kitty lost that. And so I think she's, I think she's looking for that, that friendship in her life. Are you asking me if, like, if I think they're lesbians? I don't think they're lesbians. Yeah, I didn't know. I, Because I was like, I don't think they are because I think she was in love with Vronsky. But, like, I just felt like there was a slight obsession with her. And I just didn't know if it was, like, her lifestyle or... I think it's... Like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's like, a, a lifestyle obsession. Uh, kind of just, like, a really intense friendship on her part. Okay. More than... A love interest. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was... I think her character, like, meeting her, like, that was the most, like, that I liked Kitty. Is like, when she was around her, or when she's around her dad. Yeah. When she's not, like, obsessing over Vronsky or, like, depressed about that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, because obviously she's not going to marry Vronsky, right? Like, Vronsky's, Vronsky is not in love with her. I think, yeah, I think his is something similar where he's just, because even, it seems like even 
after all of these, like, you know, come be with me, come do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's just going to get bored with her. Yeah. Like, reality's going to set in. I think it's similar to kind of what Levin went through with Kitty, where he's kind of idolizing her and, you know, making her out to do no wrong and have no faults. And that's just not the reality of human beings. And as soon as he sees that, then he's just going to be like, see you later. Yeah. But I also think, like, she, I don't think she deserves Levin either. Or Levon or whatever. I don't know. I'm kind of hoping Kitty has a, I hope she, I hope she grows and evolves a little bit. And realizes that he's the guy. Yeah. Also, I just realized, remember how I asked you, we were talking about Levin, and I was like, isn't that also his name? So it's, it's Constant, and so I heard the K. Constantine, yeah. Yeah, Constantine, yeah. So when you, for some reason, when he said Corona, I was like, wait, he has a K too. So Nicholas is his brother. Yeah, he's like a drunk, right? It's like a drunk, and then I think he gets, he has tuberculosis too. Yeah. I I kind of. I kind of like the brother from the standpoint of when he sent that letter that was just like, don't talk to me. <laughs> I, I, I love his brother. I love his brother. He's just angry. He's like, why are you here? Like, I just, I literally sent a letter that said, I don't want to see y'all. Yeah, he showed up to his his place and he was just like, uh, can you not read? Like, I, I told him to leave. <laughs> oh, this was not an invitation? Okay, got it. Yeah. Um... I'm interested to see, like, because this book is long, right? Yeah. And I felt like I would, a lot. I would of, say so. I, and I felt like a lot happened in two parts. Yeah. How, what else happens in six parts? I'm assuming there's going to be some time jumps. I am this- assuming. Anna's kid is going to kind of grow up and have his own little storyline. Baby. I don't know. Well, that's what I'm wondering. I wonder what the time jump is from, like, part one to part eight. Like, how yeah, many years? Uh, I don't know, because I got confused for a while about the time jump between part one and part two. Because it, it mentioned something like Dolly gave birth. Oh, yeah. And so I was thinking, like, oh, so that must be about nine months because they do make a point, like, like he makes a point of saying after Anna talks to both with Steve and Dolly, like, he leaves, kind of, like, goes and makes up with her, and then they leave to the bedroom together. So I'm assuming that that's, that's that child. Yeah. Nine months, and that she wasn't pregnant already. Um, uh-huh. Nine months. But then it was just saying, like, a few months ago in winter. And I, I know Russia's cold. Like... <laughs> Their winters last a lot longer than Texas, okay? They're like, you know, like, like our Texas summer is like their Russian winter. Like, you know, I, like I get like the lengthwise, like I know that, but I was just trying to think like, you know, what, what was that time? <laughs> Maybe that's what I need to print next is like the timeline. So I have a better idea of like how to picture this jump because like, I don't want to get to part three and Anna's kids now five years old. Well, he's eight, I thought. No, no, the right. one that she's oh, pregnant the, the, with. the new one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, girl, how did I miss that? <laughs> you scared me. I was like, we had an eight-year jump? 
Oh, no, yeah, the new one. Like, so I'll probably have to print something else because I definitely need to, like, I do need something to follow with this, especially because it's, like, in translation type book, too. So, like, like you said, like, we're getting different names. Things are worded a little bit differently. So um, in order to focus on three and four, I definitely want to. To get that down. Yeah. <coughs> But I am enjoying it. I like it. Um, there were some parts that it like dragged on a little bit, but um, yeah, the the scene in the beginning where Levin and Steve go to or Blonsky, or whatever you prefer calling him. Um, I prefer Steve because it seems very very casual compared to the rest of the names in this book, but. Um, Go to go to lunch, and there's just like this whole thing about him interacting with the waiter. I'm just like, I don't know, man. I think I kind of already established that you're a little bit of a you're a little stuck up. Like I kind of already, I already understood that. that. I don't yeah. really need to hear you talk about oysters. <laughs> <for like laughs> yeah, and then some of like the politics chapters are a little like yes. I'm not too fond of those. Maybe that's just because I don't have a good understanding of all of that. And so I think it's just maybe over my head. So um, I remember, I think, in our last episode, perhaps, you know, we were talking about how this is considered kind of one of the... Um, like, greatest novels of... Great, like, one of the, like, the, like, the greatest novel. And you mentioned, like, well, what about War and Peace? Because he'd also written that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in the intro, I had started to read the intro. Um, and it literally starts off with, there are good reasons for regarding Anna Karenina rather than War and Peace as the greatest novel ever written. <laughs> so I was like, oh. And it talked about how basically War and Peace, like this, like Anna Karenina is purely fiction. Like, yeah. it's all from the author's mind. Like, you know, for sure, like, like anyone kind of based some characters off of people he knew or things like that. But this one's purely fiction, whereas War and Peace kind of weaves in some big historical moments. And um, some critics say that he he kind of put in his, his opinion in there way too much, and that kind of soured the book. Oh, whereas okay. Anna Karenina doesn't really, doesn't, doesn't have that problem. Um, and then I, I would continue reading on, but I came across a spoiler in the intro, so <laughs> I, I, the intro. I, I know a spoiler too by reading a character list. I was like, God dang it. Yeah. So, so we'll keep that because I don't know when that happens. Lord knows. I don't know when that happens. Um, have you ever read Warm Peace? No. Okay. <laughs> I have like, not attempted that. So I'm like, I'm going to be honest. I kind of always stayed away from like, you know, your stereotypical Russian literature, because I tried reading Crime and Punishment a couple of times. Mm -hmm. It sounds right up my alley. There's a murder. There's, there's like, thriller suspense. Like, there's this guy grappling with it. I could not get through, like, the first 30 pages. I was just like, oh my god. This yeah. is so dull. Um, so I just kind of, and I, I remember reading somewhere, like, Russian literature is known for being, like, dense and worry and I was just like I don't want to deal with that yeah but like it's 
if War and Peace, like if other ones are like this, like hell yeah, I might read more. It's I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I started watching the trailer for it. I didn't get too far into it. I just kind of wanted to see some characters and who was playing who. Like, Is that just- the, um, the one with um, Jude Law and Kira Knightley? Yeah, and Jude Law plays the husband. Yeah. Because at first when I heard Jude Law, I was like, oh, he for sure plays Vronsky. <laughs> I was like, no, no, he plays the husband. Aaron Taylor Johnson plays Vronsky? Yeah, something like that, yeah. I will say, I don't know how you initially were picturing Anna during all this. I don't picture her as Kira Knightley. No, because, I don't think because so. she's got really dark, like you talk about like her black curly hair. She's got like gray eyes. And they kind of they kind of make reference to like she's a fuller figured woman. Yeah. And Kira Knightley, beautiful, but that's she's not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking more of like a mini driver, but thicker. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who I picture when I'm reading her. I will say, though, like, when I saw who they casted as Bronski, I was just like, okay, I can buy that. No, they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just seeing the small preview that I saw with Jude Law as the husband, it was great. Well, we should do a special episode where we watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully, yeah. Like Because I think, yeah, I, I was like, not what I pictured, but then when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh. He could easily play this. Yeah, but um, I think she's I think she's a great actress and stuff, especially in like you know very she, like time period stuff. Like I was she say, plays it well and stuff. So yeah, her and Kate Winslet are like perfect mm-hmm. for like period pieces. Yeah, so it has nothing to do with like her acting ability. It's just no. the way the way that I was reading her as described in the book is not what I Kira Knight is not who I thought of. Yeah. I can't picture who I would think right now. I don't picture Keira Knightley when I read it, but I'll have to think about it. Like, see if there's an actress or somebody that comes up. Um, I could probably picture Jude Law now, though, as the husband. Like, that's probably, that's a pretty good one. Um, yeah. I I'm, might I'm, 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 I'm have to sit on that and think about it. I forgot who played Kitty, though. Oops. Um. I forgot who played Kitty now. Um, but again, I didn't watch all the tra- I didn't watch all of the trailer because I didn't know if there was going to be like spoilers or something that yeah. um, I didn't want that to happen. So I kind of stopped. I just wanted to get a feel for it um, and just thought like how a, I don't know how long the movie is, but most movies are what two two to three hours at the most. And I was like, this is an eight part book, so it's a pretty big book. I think it's only two hours. And I remember looking at that and being like, how are they going to fit eight parts in this? This should be a mini-series. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, So that's what I was wondering, like, how how much they actually cut out. I mean, there are quite a few things you could probably cut out and get the meat of this book. Um, Yeah, like like all the talk about oysters. Yeah, exactly. I don't care about that. Um, But, yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited to continue. Um, Yeah. What would you rate it now, having read the first two parts? Right now, I'm I'm bordering like at that three and a half ish. Same three and a half, leaning towards four if it keeps up, but I, definitely a I, solid three and a half for me. I want to I want to get to the part where I'm like, okay, I can see why this is the, one of the greatest novels. Yeah, I'm not there yet. I don't know if I will get there again. I don't know. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm one of those people that's not allowed to judge a book like this. I feel like I, 
I don't have that type of like knowledge and power to like judge a book like this. And I don't think that if if I don't enjoy something, that still does not mean that it's not one of the greatest novels. Maybe I'm just like dumb, too dumb to like <laughs> realize. Yeah, I think it's like I I think sometimes like classics stick around, and I've met like some people read classics and don't really like them but think well this is a classic for a reason I, I should like this and mm-hmm. then so they're kind of just like yeah it's good like uh, where like like full stop I feel that way about Pride and Prejudice I do not like Pride and Prejudice yeah um, I see why people do but I, I don't like it and Adam Bovary read that hated that book well you know your favorite Lolita I'm pretty Lolita. sure Lolita. pretty sure that's considered a classic maybe i don't know um well because i i was gonna say i've never read um pride and prejudice but speaking of Kira knightley i believe is also in that movie she is um, but we read that unmarriageable book mm-hmm. that was like kind of like a retelling and i really enjoyed that so i wonder if i would enjoy pride and prejudice i think i've seen the movie but it's been a while um so I don't know if if I would like Pride and Prejudice because I mean a retelling is going to have some differences, but I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's this is this book's weird because I'm usually not super into romance or like love stories or anything. Yeah, but there's this has enough of enough other stuff going on that like I'm okay with it. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the halfway point if mm-hmm. we're both really like okay now we're getting to the meat of this now we're getting good um like that's where i'm excited to see um because again we got we got six more parts yeah i like kind of too i mean i'm sure yeah you know he totally wrote this with us in mind but um it seems like they're all split up pretty pretty evenly like you know, this the first two parts were about 200 pages. The next two parts are going to be about 200 pages again. Um, part five looks like the shortest at just 100 pages. Yeah. Didn't he originally write this, like, in, like, weren't they separate novels or something? Or separate? Yeah, he, he published them, like almost like in a literary magazine, like publish each part a little bit separately. Yeah. And then it was translated when it was to one book when it, yeah. yeah. And when I was still reading the intro before things got spoiled, um, (laughs) it said something to the effect of like, originally he wanted to write a story about um, Peter and Catherine uh, but then he was just like, yeah, I got to do too much, like, finagling with, like, you know, real people, and I don't want to do that. So then so instead he wrote this, and then something about, there was something in, like, the last part, I hope I'm not confusing this with, like, War and Peace, but something in part eight that the publisher didn't like, and uh-huh. it was like, I'm not publishing part eight, and he was just like, that's cool, I'm going to publish it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I, again, I, I think it's better than the first two books that we read. Um, I'm glad that we're breaking it up because I don't think, if we would have read all eight parts and then tried to discuss it, I would have no idea what happened in part one. Yeah. 
I'd be like, I don't remember. Um, but I think in two weeks, we'll be doing three and four. Yep. So this and episode. That'll be done with volume one. Because the book is not only split into parts, it's split into two volumes. Of course it is. We have to break it up as much as we can. So this this episode drops like on the 27th or 28th, just depending on editing. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Oh, why isn't my calendar changing? Hello. Um, and then the next episode for parts three and four will drop like on the 10th of mm -hmm. August. So we'll have one episode, one more episode in between. That's again, kind of like our weekly check-in, what we're reading, if we're reading something else besides Anna, um, anything like that. And then we'll do three and four. Yeah. And we'll be well, at the halfway I got, point. I got high hopes. High I'm, hopes. I'm glad. Oprah's, uh, Oprah's coming through for us right for, now. For once. For once. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully well, it's good. Yeah, I'm hoping it doesn't, uh, you know. Dwindle? Crash. Crash. <laughs> crash and burn. Yeah. Okay. Anything else that we have, our thoughts, opinions about this book? I don't think so. I think it's. I'm excited for the rest of it. I'm enjoying this much more than I expected I would. Yeah, I think this is the one that you were the least excited about when we picked it. Yeah. So. I was probably most excited about The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, and I am most disappointed <laughs> in that book. Yeah. I mean, I think I was just neutral because most books I had never heard of. Yeah. So, um, I think I had heard of two that we picked. I think there was more I had heard of, but the two that like that we had picked. Um, but we will announce those at, at some point. Like we're not announcing those yet, but yeah. Um, well, that's it. All right. Thanks so, for listening guys. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram at reading with celebs. And then our Twitter is at reading W celebs. Wouldn't let me put the full width. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we will see we'll you, see you next, next yeah. week. Next week for a weekly check-in. Bye. All right. Happy reading. Bye, guys. <laughs>